Nicole has landed. You're listening to American Slacker Podcast with Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers. Welcome to American Slacker Podcast. As always, I'm Matt. And I am Jesse, and today we are joined by our guest artist, Joe Rolls. Thank you for coming on the show, man. Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. Ah, pleasure's ours, man. Yeah, Jesse's been uh, busy checking out your stuff. He passed it my way, and I was like, oh, my God. I mean, you can yeah. get lost in some of your art, dude. That is <laughs> are some of the most intricate I think I've ever seen. I appreciate that. Much appreciation. I've been uh, definitely making the rounds, it seems like, uh, since uh, lockdown started. You know, a lot more people are at home doing some some social media-ing. And uh, yeah, I've, I've definitely gained about 10,000 followers in the last Damn. two weeks, three weeks, something like that. It's wow. been- Congrats. It's a wave. Yeah, thank you. It is. It is. It comes in waves too. And this was a good one. <laughs> so uh, can you tell our audience a little bit about like your style, what you do as an artist? Sure. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I basically just customize anything that I can get my hands on or uh, if people have specific suggestions and then I think I can do it, I, I'm, I'm definitely uh, able to customize things like cell phones, mugs, water pipes, regular pipes. Uh, I don't know. I do so many things. I've done hundreds of things, but I, I always stick to like a kind of a similar uh, subject, kind of like gore, kind of horror, but also kind of silly, you know, kind of like, uh, like I always, uh, uh, bring it back to eighties horror is kind of one of my like, uh, inspirations, you know, okay. the classic, you know, nightmare on Elm street, uh, Friday, the 13th, uh, the practical effects days, you know, back before CG really took over and kind of cheesed it up a little bit, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what, that's basically what it kind of comes down to is some good old eighties nostalgia mixed with like art that you can actually use functional art. I call it. That's probably the, the coolest thing or the thing that stood out the most along with how eye catching uh, the, the, your style is, is the yeah. fact that you you're making things that people could use in their everyday, like the, uh, the wheat sash jars um, sure. that are, are an actual head that sort of comes apart. Uh, if you're watching that our, our right here. YouTube video, you can see he's got one right there, uh, along with the zongs and bongs and uh, the face masks. It, it was all very functional, which was something cool to me. Uh, the idea that you have this art that you're interacting with on a sort of day to day in in some yeah. with these pieces. Yeah, and that, and that was uh, a big drive for me because nothing uh, has annoyed any kid more than you know something looks so cool that has a sign that says, please do not touch. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I have a, a real disdain for something that you just, you know, that, that begs to be fondled and, and you just can't do it. No, I guess that's the wrong way to put it. But <laughs> hey, you can beg to be fondled. You know I mean. These pieces do. They beg to be fondled. I mean, I want to pick yeah. up that zong in the back. Oh, man, I think I found a new tagline. <laughs> Begging <laughs> to be fondled. Begs to be fondled. <laughs> get on a t-shirt right yeah, yeah i gotta put that one on a shirt for sure bump a stick or something <laughs> it's, no but you're right though it's like all these things there you want to pick them up hold them in your hand and like mess around with them and like and then show somebody you know and say hey look totally. what i got yeah yeah that's probably one of the better features of uh some of the smaller things like i make lighter sleeves you know that uh, a big lighter can slide into um and then you know it's got like an eyeball a big juicy eyeball on it or a big nasty grin or whatever uh 
maybe something more themed like a Venom lighter or something like that. Um, and even Zippos, you know, things that you can put out of your pocket in a party environment and people are like, oh shit, you know, and, and uh, <laughs> they've never seen anything like it. And, and that's one of the really nice things is that I've managed to find my own path, you know, in this crazy saturated art environment where everybody's doing tattoos or they're doing, um, you know, drawings and things like that, which I mean, obviously there's some amazing talent going on, but it's kind of a saturated market now with a lot of this stuff where you see the similar stuff over and over. So I really, I really fell into something here, you know, it's working. I, I mean, yeah. and are, I have to ask, are you a, a stoner, a smoker yourself with all the oh, paraphernalia? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely been uh, partaking since off and on since about 14, actually. Um, well, you're in good company. Is, don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> right. On. Well, my dad's an old school stoner, uh, old school hippie. Um, he was actually a roadie and, you know, put together some stages for some big bands like Grateful Dead, Tom Petty. Oh, damn. Uh, yeah. He so he was smokes weed. <laughs> yeah, he was definitely smoking weed. Yeah, he was driving the big rigs, setting up the stages. And then when the concert was on, he was hanging in the back with the other guys smoking some good old, you know, uh, probably some wacky tobacco back. Listening to some of the good. best music at the time, you know? Dude. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, he told me a story about hanging out uh, with Tom Petty on Petty's tour bus, smoking some weed with Petty that my dad had grown from seed. Holy and, fuck. And Petty was like, this is some good shit, you know? So, <laughs> but, you stop uh, growing after that. Like, you, you yeah, reached yeah, the, like, the pinnacle. <laughs> yeah, no, he hasn't stopped. Uh, he still does it off and on, too. You know, still grows a little bit. When, when he gets uh, irritated with the way that the market's going, because just because we have legality now in, in california doesn't mean that that's that means that there's amazing stuff available everywhere you know what i mean it's kind of right. like there's a lot of mediocre everywhere <laughs> yeah and especially if if you're like familiar with like the networks that existed before all these dispensaries yeah. and stuff Sorry. i mean there's a lot more options open to you yeah if you got yourself a good hookup definitely you could get way better quality than what's available in some of these shops for, for sure. way cheaper for way cheaper yeah and that's the other thing they want these top shelf prices for this uh middle shelf quality you know so yeah whenever we get annoyed with all that goings on we throw a couple of plants outside and uh we wait for the magic to happen <laughs> but that's uh, awesome. yeah, in the meantime for me i actually just stick to my vape pen for the most part uh i'm getting to be i'm 35 now and my lungs aren't what they used to be so i've uh kind of toned it down a little bit yeah, the cartridges seem to be a little bit easier on on you than the. Uh, they're easier, yeah. They're 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 still way pricier than I think they should be, but I get it. You know, it's concentrates, but. And that's a hard one to make at home too. I mean, I oh, guess yeah. you don't could. trust it. No, <laughs> yeah, I don't trust don't, any homemade concentrate. Don't recommend. Pen. No, yeah, don't. so discreet, dude. That law of concentrate pens, like, uh, yeah, yeah, out public, not to worry. It doesn't really reek like weed. Mm -hmm. You know, it's Absolutely. got a late spout. You know but man yeah matt's still out in the wild east i get jealous every time we talk oh, about the show i start yeah, reminiscing work right because it's 100 percent illegal still right yeah so i go to mass which covid knocked that out i can't go it's only medical now so i can't even go get legit carts so mm. i'm buying black market weed again and yeah i don't and know that all that scary stuff was going on right before covid with all those black market cartridges yep. so that yeah that makes me want to only go to the shops and buy legit stuff personally you know yeah and I, yeah. I mean i understand that you can't in new york but yeah. yeah that's just a that's a really that's another one of those tragic side effects of uh making things illegal that have no no business being illegal you know what i mean yeah um, it forces no you into a place where 
you know, you're still going to try whatever it takes to get what you feel like you need to function, you know? Absolutely. And, uh, and people are using yeah. it for pain management and pain therapy and, yeah, and absolutely. all different yeah. kinds of things these days. Right. So. Some PTSD or whatever it is. I, I mean, there's so many variety of things of, that, that, that it helps with that, that nobody has any business telling you, you don't have the right to have it. You know? Right. And now they could be smoking it out of one of these cool ass fucking pieces that you make, <laughs> which <laughs> makes it, it up. Their God given right to some sweet moldy art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean that even the grinder in the back, like the, the big eye and like the, the very flesh tone things they remind me sort of, I get like the, um, uh, I, I'm a big fan of the, there you go. Oh man. It's so much, so much detail to it too. Yeah, multiple compartment, and then that's uh, solid resin. The eyeball on that's glass, so oh, it's wow. got that extra shiny, glossy, mm. goopy look to it. And then I gloss it with a resin epoxy that makes it extra shiny. And yeah, I don't know it, if the camera it definitely gives me like vibes of like the thing, which is like one of my favorite movies. Oh you know, yeah, body John horror. Carpenter's the thing. I mean, there, there's there's several versions of it, and I love them all because all of them are so awesome. They just have so many crazy creatures going on. And seriously iconic for sure is uh, what uh what other you said that movies from the 80s were like big influences on are there ones specifically that uh you um close to your heart i'm terrible with off top of my head stuff but i i mean big trouble in little china that's uh, okay you know stuff like that with the floating the guardian eyeball head that floats down the hallways and then the the wild man the big orange uh ape looking thing with the crazy dragon face you know oh, yeah was, uh, loved that stuff i mean i was that was when right when i was at the age of seven to 12 or something like that when i was honing in on some of those classics um but uh i didn't i didn't get into like the super crazy gory stuff that was around obviously because uh, i was still pretty young i did catch a couple of times i walk in the room and you know catch a little something maybe some my brother was watching and i'd be traumatized for a minute but like that stuff sticks with you and then now that i'm older and i i'm more aware of like hollywood i can obviously i can laugh because i know it's fake and and right. now as being an adult, you look at it, it looks fake. So <laughs> that that helps a lot. I'm not, I'm not like, some people look at my stuff and they think I'm just, I must be like a gore whore or, a, or just a horror freak or something. No, I'm not. I, I love a good horror movie on occasion, but I'm not all about that life for sure. You know, this is just, this is just kind of like a cool hobby that took off and I'm definitely honing my skills in it since it seems to be a really awesome niche market. You know what I mean? But uh, it's not like that's my whole life. But definitely have some. Cool you don't movies. go to bed and wrap yourself in a giant flesh blanket. With that, no, I, nothing like, like that. <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm a pretty uh, pretty casual guy behind the scenes. I'm married. I got a couple kids, and uh, and and I work from home, so I'm really just a homebody. You know. What and, do your kids uh, think of like, this? Do they do oh, they actually, get a glimpse of it? A, my five year old, um, he he loves it. He's he's funny. He looks at it and. He says, oh, man, look at all this creepy stuff, Dad. You really you really like creepy stuff. And it's funny because he's, like, taking it in, but he, he thinks it's cool and gross. And and sometimes he's, like, he comes in and he looks around the room. And he's, like, why are you making all this creepy stuff? <laughs> and it's just so funny because uh, he's, my old, he's my oldest. My second isn't even born yet. Um, so we're, we're still waiting on that. But, okay. Um, yeah, he's so funny because like everything he says is so unexpected to me since he's my first, you know, and uh, you never know what kids are going to say. And he definitely says the darndest things. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, man, I can imagine he's just like looking at that, and it's so intimidating as a child. You're like, what in the hell? The yeah, but, but he's got the super outgoing personality. Like, if we take him into a restaurant, he's talking to people sitting down eating. He's talking to the waitresses, you know, and then he's coming over. I really like talking to the girls, Dad. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I can tell that a boy he's he's just a ham and he's just really outgoing already and charismatic so when he sees it he's like wow that's crazy he's like anyway (laughs) (laughs) what's up guys this is the brothers binge with your host pedro and alex as he sneezed he shot back into a bat Clear waste. Oh my god. We are a weekly podcast bringing you all things movies, TV, comics, and more. Dusty Matt Damon? Yes. yes. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Yes, we get it. You were an extra. You got paid money. <laughs> you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Brothers Binge. And he just breaks the table and having to start throwing it at him. <laughs> and remember, always binge responsibly. Support for American Slacker comes from Manscaped who's the number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. I don't know about you, Jesse, but I am sick and tired of being outmatched by these razors and traditional trimmers that you get in the store, and no matter what, they, they fucking snag your nuts. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. They have a lawnmower 2.0 razor, which they have sent our way, has a proprietary skin-safe technology, so you won't get those nicks or snags on your nuts. Nice! Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. Yeah, and with our 20% off code plus free shipping, you're going to be saving a bunch of money and getting some great products that won't end up uh, making it look like a war zone down there. All you got to do is enter Slackers at checkout. Manscaped.com. 20% off. Get your anti-chafing ball deodorant, your sweet lawnmower 2.0. Your nuts will thank you later. You can even rep them by getting yourself a manscaped.com t-shirt. So head on over manscaped.com, 20% off at checkout, enter code slackers. Get your ball swag here. Probably the, the absolute craziest fucking thing to happen to me since doing moldy creations. Yeah. Um, I'm just sitting at home doing my work one day and then I fucking, my phone goes off and I, I answer it. And uh, the guy's telling me he's Andy Dick's personal assistant. And okay. I'm like, I'm like, what? Okay, what's up? What, what can I do for you? He's like, well, Andy's starting his own podcast. And he's interested in having you on the show. And I'm like, well, fuck yeah, sign me up, bro. So he's like, okay, cool. He's like, well, um, is there is there any opportunity that you could come to LA and like hang out so we can kind of like get to know you first and that kind of thing before we just jump into a show? And I was like, definitely. I don't live that far away. You know, I'm in Pismo Beach. It's only three hours away. Right. right. So I drive down there and I pick up his assistant. And my first impression was like, who the fuck is this guy? Because he looks like he's like maybe 17 years old he's like this short asian guy and he looks like uh like he could be uh in a boy band you know okay so i'm like all right this is already a little interesting but i did talk to andy on the phone before i drove down there so i i it was legit like i knew it was gonna be legit plus his instagram page had pictures of him and andy him and like dj khaled him and like uh um Machine Gun Kelly, like all oh, wow. kinds of stuff. Oh, so he's legit, you know. So I, I go down there knowing let's. Legit, there goes Matt's but... bong. He's gonna need a new one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but so so anyway, I pick up this guy. Uh, he doesn't even have a car, so I'm picking up somebody who doesn't have a car, and he's like, "Oh yeah, so let's go over to Andy's house. He should be waking up. It's fucking twelve o'clock in the afternoon." <laughs> Does he still live in a shed? You know what? No, he doesn't. He okay. Okay, so this ties into that. <laughs> okay. So this ties in. So I go over to Andy Dick's new house. He's just moving into it. 
and uh like i pulled in the driveway and the the assistant's name is, is joey so joey gets out and he goes inside and then andy dick comes out and he looks like he just woke up and i was like i'm looking at him like holy shit it's andy dick <laughs> <laughs> and uh so then I get out of the car and I go and I just basically get like this really quick tour of the new house. And I'm just like looking around, like there's this picture of Marilyn Manson painted of Andy and all this other random shit. And I'm like in Andy Dick's house this is the fucking weirdest, most like surreal thing that's happened to me in a long time. And then uh, I made a bong for Joey that I brought with. So they're all like checking it out and going crazy. And Andy took pictures of himself using it and holding <laughs> it. And then uh, like, Joe Joey wants to go do something or go somewhere so I go I end up getting going with Joey to hang out with him and we just mobbing around LA then we go to the 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 comedy store in nice. LA yep. and I meet Joe Rogan wow I meet Bobby Lee I meet Chris nice. Delia I meet Harlan Williams wow and a couple others are escaping me right now and I mean I'm, I meet them I'm fucking hanging out with them in the secret backstage oh bar my God. holy shit the bar. that oh, nobody's dude. allowed in and, I'm not, and then right fucking there, Jeff Ross comes in, that puts man, his arm cool. around me. <laughs> I mean, it was it was so bizarre. And then Andy shows up, and then uh, he tells me he forgets his wallet. So I end up fucking buying Andy fifty bucks worth of wine. Worth it, totally <laughs> yeah, fucking worth it. Dude. I was like, this is a small price to pay. I don't give a shit. You know? Yeah. You're one of um, very few not employee or comedians that get to go back in that place. Yeah. 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 And then the lady who was bartending wanted me to leave, but Andy was like, no, nah, he's with me. He's hanging out with me. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, fuck yeah. This, and I got to stay, man. I fucking hung up back there for like an hour. And uh, a couple crazy. other, you know, stand up comedians came back there between their sets. But then there's also, there's a room behind the main room's stage that's like a waiting room for the comedians. Okay. And me and Andy, Andy used to be in a show with Joe Rogan, uh, Radio yep. News. Yep, News, news radio. radio. News Radio. News Radio. Yeah. And so they know each other. So like I follow Andy and Joe and we go, because Joe's about to go on the fucking main room stage wow. and perform. He's doing his set, you know? So we, me and Andy we, and follow Joe to the back room and Joe is just like, there's a fucking stall right there. Joe's just taking a piss right next to me. We're all just kind of <laughs> talking and bullshit and he's just pissing right now. And then I'm, I'm literally standing next to Joe Rogan as he goes on stage. I, I watched him open the curtain and walk out. It was That's trippy, real. dude. That's a so perspective trippy. that many people will never have. Yeah, yeah. It, it still blows my mind because I listen to Rogan's podcast all the time. Yeah. You know, so I, like, it's like you see this guy all the time. And let me tell you, dude, that guy is so short. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I've I'm, seen him perform. He's, yeah, he's I'm five guy. foot ten. He's probably dude, five eight. He looks like he could rip your fucking leg off with his arms. Oh so my he looks God, like a, dude, He looks yeah. like a monkey. Like he's like. I saw him knock someone out with a spin kick the other day. <laughs> yes, he's a tree trunk man. He's a dude. tree trunk with legs. <laughs> I saw him perform one time in a pink sweater. It was hilarious. He just looked like the most deadly pink sweater I've ever seen. <laughs> the most deadly piece of bubble gum. <laughs> dude, it was insane. So anyway, yeah. So I hung out there for a while, but Andy ended up. He wanted to leave, so we ended up. Uh, walking through uh la and then we're one street over from the main like tourist drag right from like sid grauman's Chinese like sunset theater. and all that yep. yeah yeah we're, we're one block over we're behind the stages of jimmy kimmel and there's a bunch of people standing around the backstage of kimmel and they're waiting for somebody to come out and andy's like let's go see who the fuck's here <laughs> and i'm like okay you know so we walk over to the back door, the, like the exit where people are waiting. It's fucking Tom DeLonge, Blink-182 comes walking out Oh wow! with one of, with one of the other Blink-182 guys. And they know Andy and they come over and they start bullshitting with him. 
and taking pictures and I shook his hand and met him. That's insane. God. It was the most surreal event. This is all within did. like 12 hours, it sounds this like. This is one day. <laughs> Less than 12 hours because I got there at noon and this is not even midnight, you know? Holy shit. Yeah, and then so to and then to end the day, uh, Andy ends up uh, going off somewhere uh, to meet with his some some girl or whatever, and then I end up hanging out with Joey, uh, and so it's just me and Joey, and then Joey takes me to the hotel where Janis Joplin died, wow, where she overdosed, uh, and shows me the fucking room and the spot on the floor where she died. Because so he, did you guys stand in there looking at the spot? Oh my god, that's yes, it. Yes, yes. <laughs> with the guy from the front desk at the hotel because Joey's like tight with this guy because he comes here all the time, apparently. <laughs> He's just like, that's his spot, he brings people. Yes, yes, it is. It's so fucking bizarre. <laughs> so, and then in, in the closet in the room where Janice died is a million autographs of everybody who's ever been in the room. Oh, wow. So, I got to wow. write like Moldy Creations was here and shit in there myself, too. Good shit. So it's man. off limits. You can't stay there. That's crazy. Uh, no, you can. You can stay there. You can stay yeah. in the room. You can stay in the room. Oh, nobody fucks Holy with shit. That's cool. Nobody fucks with. Well, it's behind well, people plexiglass. probably. Oh, okay. I see. Uh, yeah. So they put a big piece of plexiglass over all the autographs and shit, so they're there. But I got Joey whips out his keys and fucking opens yeah. it for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, and there, then bud. Joey shows me like this fucking VIP party room that they, him and Andy just had this really big party they were at there, and they were doing like ketamine and shit, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> So he's like showing me this room, bro. And I first, I walk in, there is a full size, actual size rhinoceros head on the wall and it is bright pink. It's not real, but it's full size and it's bright pink. It's like the first thing you see. And it's like, I was like, what the fuck? And the room is so screwy. It's like zebra print on the walls, cheetah print on the floors, pink zebra head on the wall. It's an old Lighting. <laughs> It was like the the worst LA eighties party I've ever. <laughs> it there was, was a lot of cocaine was in there, there but, so oh they didn't mind god. it then. <laughs> oh my god, it was so weird. And I, he's, I and I just got done seeing where Janis Joplin died, and then we walk out of the party room. He, he's just showing me this hotel because he loves hanging out here and he loves having parties here, and he gets to do it for free because he knows the staff. <laughs> and then we walk out, and I fucking see Ron Jeremy because Ron Jeremy hangs oh out there too. <laughs> Holy and shit! He, it looks. He looks like he's a dead. He looks like he's just walking around just dead. He's just like this. Like Dude. it's all the all blood's I in see. his dick. He's about to pass out. <laughs> he has no there is no natural endorphins left in his body. <laughs> like he'll be at award shows and all you'll see is like <sighs> Yeah, he's passed out. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, that was him. And he fucking he pulled out of a kazoo. That no a harmonica. <laughs> <laughs> Where I, I, I was like, oh my God. I was like, hey, what's up, bro? That Jeremy? sounds like a Ron like, Jeremy thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's his response. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. You must have thought you were like, tripping that day or something. I swear. And then, so this was when I was actually on a weed break, too. I had been on uh, like a, maybe a two maybe two months clean. It's just for the hell of it because my tolerance got crazy, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been there. So then, because I brought Joey a custom bong, he was like, let's go use this bong. And I was like, you know what? Let's go do that. Because I've never even used one of the, my own pieces. The first time I'm ever going to oh, smoke wow. out of one of my own bongs, too. Time for first. With yeah. Andy so, Dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, Andy wasn't there anymore. Oh, but, okay. uh, I ended up being with him and his girlfriend, who his girlfriend is like fucking six foot tall. She's like a supermodel. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like Andy. And then she, oh, and the weed dealer comes over. And this guy, he's like 20 year old. He looks like he's fucking homeless. Oh so it's just uh, me and these people that I've never met before. I take a bong rip. I got so fucking paranoid, dude. And I start looking at that pink rhinoceros head on the wall. And I'm like, 
what is keeping these people from locking that door and raping me in the ass with that rhino horn right now? I don't know these people. <laughs> Dude, like Hollywood people just looking for a fucking gig, you know? Looking for a thrill. Yeah, they were chill. They were chill. They weren't oh, weird. God. But I mean, I, I get paranoid because I got, I trusted a, a random person one time and they did actually punch me in the face after I smoked a bowl with them. Oh, so okay, I got a little PTSD from that. Yeah, that, that'll <laughs> fuck you up. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, wrong people. Back and, and I was like 14. I was 14 years old. Me and my buddy what? bumped into this homeless guy in an alleyway. We smoked him out, and then he fucking went crazy and he punched me in the face and tried to attack us. Oh God, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, so yeah, so you're I definitely start, tra- you're traumatized, bro. You were definitely traumatized. traumatized. Yeah, I was a little <laughs> traumatized. I, I'm not even afraid to say that. That for sure. That was a little scary. But yeah, so then I'm in this fucking really and you know I'm a homebody now, man. I got a kid. I've been working from home for two years at this point. It's like the first time I've been out of the house for something crazy in a long time. And it's this fucking crazy. I'm not even on mushrooms. Oh my <laughs> God. Right. So, so yeah, I'm super paranoid. I'm stoned out of my mind. And then I'm, I'm just like, I got to get out of here. I think it's time to leave. This day was fucking crazy. This is too much to process anymore. I got to go. <laughs> so I basically just kind of jumped up, uh, act like I got a phone call and I was like, I got to take this step down. I was like, Hey, I got to get going. Something's going on. I'm family emergency. Good to meet you peace so i took off and then uh, uh but i have hung out with andy and joey uh two times since then oh, and cool. it's always crazy man it's always nuts <laughs> the last the last time i did it he actually i was doing uh the designer con show i think or this the the comic con maybe and andy came to the show sat with me at the booth and was taking pictures with fans underneath my big moldy creations banner oh wow so that was cool yeah he kind of felt like he owed me one i think because he got super drunk at the uh, comedy store and I had to pay for all his drinks. So. <laughs> <laughs> but Well, it made for a hell of a story, that's for sure. Oh my God, it never ends, man. Every time I go to LA, I try to call him up because I know I'm going to have some crazy story. <laughs> oh my but that's God. cool. I got his phone number. I can go hang out with Andy Dick whenever I want. <laughs> there you Dude, go. He's one of the most interesting people out there too in the comedy uh-huh. scene. Never like, a dull moment. Never a dull dude, moment. And he's, and he's actually a very nice guy honestly i bet he seems like too nice and people take advantage of him a hundred percent there yeah. there is that he is also uh, a super insecure person too you can yeah, get that I'm vibe thinking, yeah he, he yeah. wants to be relevant it's a little sad sometimes you know mm. um you yeah. can definitely you it's so weird because like i've always been into movies my whole life you know i've seen like all the movies my dad was a movie head and we all went to move that was our thing my dad was a single so father and we went to movies all the time you know you got a certain so opinion of him, and then you broke that wall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and not only that, I broke my opinion of Hollywood, bro, because I met him, and I met a bunch of other people, and I heard all they, they were talking about, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, girls in porn in L.A., they get, you know, like two, 200 extra dollars if they do anal, and they're telling me these details of, like, the shadiness, and I'm like, oh, and then Joey's like, oh, yeah, man, fucking, um, who was it? Uh, Joey said that John Travolta or... I think John Travolta tried to pay for him to go to Scientology and put like 10 grand in a Scientology account for Joey to go be Scientologyized or whatever. And also there's all that information about, you know, him being a potential pedophile and shit. And Joey looks like a little boy a little bit. You know, there was, I, I mean, the fucking talk about shattering my perception, like you always think there's that, but when you fucking you're face to face with it, it was, it was, it was weird. <laughs> yeah, it's it's odd when people get positions of power and like the fact that they're total creeps 
doesn't yeah. really come into play at all. And everyone's yeah. like, yeah, that's kind of how it is. You know, it's just, yeah. And, and those people, they keep themselves entirely surrounded by people who are cool with it, you know, so there's never yeah. going to be weird buffer, you know, right. It's all but, yes, yes men who are afraid to like say anything really. And then, yeah, then it yeah. kind of perpetrates that, that terrible behavior. Yeah. Funny story, actually. Um, my buddy who's in special effects, uh, his name's Ken. He actually did like the teeth for the Geico cavemen. Oh, okay. like yeah, yeah. so he he gets told he's going to make a face cast of justin bieber and that bieber's kind of a dick and that he doesn't he gets claustrophobic too he doesn't want to be in this face mask thing and okay. and so he's already kind of trying to prepare for this shit so then bieber rolls up with a squad of yes men and bieber is basically the biggest tool in the shed and was <laughs> like he's like come on man let's do this right now i don't have all day let's do this he's clearly on something and oh. then like he's like even like he's like talking about himself and he's like he's like yeah man i just dropped a new album it's so sick and he's like yo brian how how sick's that new album i just made and he's like yeah justin that album's real sick dog oh my god and then the guy he goes to do the face cast and it's not even fully set yet justin just jumps up tears it off his face throws it off the ground and he's like you can use that right and he's like no and he's like ah oh well i'm out of here fucking left. holy shit didn't even finish didn't even get the job done that's fucked man that's how it is man it's egos weird. that's what it is it's it's the egos get yeah. so big well he grew yeah, up yeah the egos are huge <laughs> it's weird he was on uh, an episode of dave recently yeah he was he popped in there real quick yeah. really yeah. yeah who knows i was wondering how they got him to do that because like but who knows yeah yeah Sad. so yeah pretty weird pretty weird world out there and i had a, a small taste <laughs> Hey, this is Jake and Adam from the Hoppa. That's right. Cutting a promo, but we fucking hate promos. Promos are tough. What do we do? We got to promote ourselves, but it's not really our fucking forte. No, it's not. We fucking hate them. They're a pain in my ass. They're a pain in your ass. So you know what? We're getting through this together. If you hate dumb shit as much as we do, give the Harper guys a listen. That's you, right. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, Facebook, Instagram, theharperguys.com, Twitter, at the Harper guys. So, or shoot it. What? That, that, mama. That's what we do all the time. Shoot us an email at theharperguys at gmail.com. That's right. Can't wait to hear from you soon. Let's do this. Hip hip. Cheerio. This episode is brought to you in part by hemp-cbd.com. Hemp-CBD was founded in Albuquerque, New Mexico with the mission to provide the best products in the industry. Hemp-CBD has created a one-stop shop for tons of CBD products, such as tinctures, edibles, topicals, pre-rolls, vape, and pet products. The products carried by Hemp-CBD are sourced from an organic hemp that's grown in the United States, lab-tested, and consists of CBD isolate, which is the purest form of CBD. This testing ensures that their products contain CBD and no other cannabinoids like THC. Head over to hemp-cbd.com and use promo code SLACKER for a 20% discount at checkout. That's hemp-cbd.com, promo code SLACKER. I, I see that you have all kinds of stuff uh, available for purchase on, on your, uh, what is that, Shopify site, I believe? Yeah, it's multicreations.com. Multi I have it hosted by Shopify, which is a really easy-to-use platform. I've been enjoying that. I, I actually started out on Etsy originally because it's such a simple platform, and there's just it's a whole world of artists that are already on there. 
Um, and then I eventually, once I started getting really popular and busy, I decided to get my own website, um, mainly in part because on Etsy, people can be looking at my stuff, but then off to the side, it's like suggesting similar things made by other people. And I'm like, mm. I shouldn't have something like that right next to my saying, hey, go to this other place too while you're at it. You know? So I <laughs> thought it would make a more sense business-wise to just have it on my own platform. And uh, it's been good. Yeah. The only, the only thing that I would say that I don't like is that uh, I don't have the ability for people to leave reviews. And I have hundreds of these awesome reviews on Etsy that I kind of had to leave behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sometimes when people see something on social media, like on Facebook, and then they just see multicreation.com, people are kind of like um, suspicious, you know, a little bit mm-hmm. of things. And I'm not, you know, justly so. There's so much bullshit going on. There's so many scams. Oh, totally. You know, there's Facebook scams, there's cell phone scams, there's mail scams, email scams. It's it's insane. I remember I was actually just listening to uh, the news saying over half of all phone calls this year will be scams. <laughs> yeah, it seems like that's all I get these days, you know, unless I'm the yeah, one I'm sending not. out a call. Yeah. yeah, nobody's calling me except for scammers. <laughs> you know what's nice though? The IRS guy stopped calling saying that I owe oh, my gosh, five grand. Right? That was cool. That went away. He wasn't going to call the cops on me anymore. So that was, <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. You're in the thank clear. Goodness. Good. Yeah, I'm in the yeah. clear, I think. And all he wanted was gift cards to pay those uh, those debts, those fines. Target gift cards, man. Yeah. Oh, he should have done yeah. that deal. You can't know, get better. He, he wanted half of it in Target gift cards. You know, he was going to give me a half deal. You know, uh, I was uh, contemplating it, but ooh. I was like, you know what? I'd rather spend the money on other things. You know? That is so unlike Uncle Sam. That's very kind of him. Yeah, no, no, dude. Cutting <laughs> deals these days. <laughs> COVID deals. Yeah, sure. Well, you know, if you're concerned with like the reputation and reviews and stuff like that, eBay wouldn't be a terrible place to put your stuff up to make it available. Yeah, but again, that's their own thing. And I don't know. I just, I I guess I, uh, I've always been like a entrepreneurial, you know, Mm -hmm. mindset. Like I want to do it my way and I want to do it myself. I don't blame you. And you yeah, cut I mean, out the commission that like a uh, company that would be selling your product. No, with. not really. Cause Shopify takes its share. Then the yeah. back end processor of the credit card, you know, they, they yeah, take their 100%. share. Yeah. PayPal, PayPal takes their share. Yeah. It all adds up. And then there's a monthly True. fee to even Shopify account and there's different tiers depending on what you want to, you know, have, what kind of bonus features essentially you want to unlock uh, <laughs> with those. But um hmm. Yeah, it adds up, but uh, it's it's all part of uh, dealing business, and it's probably a hell of a lot cheaper than having a storefront. So, oh you know? yeah, oh, and dude, of course yeah. during times like these when you can't even have your store be open, you know what I mean? I, I got uh, I got really lucky having a online only store because I actually went and spoke to somebody about storefront property about a year ago, and uh, the guy just never got back to me after he was showing me the place. And oh. then I started thinking, well, maybe I don't need it, you know, and. It was a really good thing and it was a sign that it didn't just happen because here we are yeah. right that yeah. sort of worked out mm-hmm. yeah talk about uh luckily being prepared you know what i mean <laughs> right not intentionally i actually was doing construction before i did this and uh, oh wow yeah i mean i had to go into people's homes i was doing like go to your house fix your sink or toilet or install a new tile floor in the bathroom or anything just general contractor stuff mm-hmm. uh and then because my son was born, I found myself at home a lot, which before my son was born, I would go off, uh, ride my motorcycle on the weekends or be video gaming or, you know, be at the beach, things like that. So finding myself home a heck of a lot more after becoming a dad, I still had the art itch that I've always had my whole life. So I just was like, how about if I think of a way to not only like have a hobby because I'm home, but find a way to make money doing it too. 
you know i mean obviously that's the best of both worlds um and uh it it, it fell together as a matter of fact i grabbed uh, something to show you this guy right here this is kind of what started it when i when oh, i first wow. was playing with the ideas of what i should do i was thinking of wood carving i think i saw some video of somebody making some really cool wood carvings and so i grabbed a dremel and i sat down with this hunk of you know the wrong kind of wood basically uh, <laughs> And uh, the idea was to make a skull, which turned into this weird alien guy because it's uh, quite a learning curve, learning how to subtract material from mm -hmm. something and still come up with shape. You know yeah. I mean? Especially mm -hmm. when there's going to be concaving and stuff that goes under, like for a jaw. It's one of those um, things that you probably think like, oh, this will be not that hard. Yeah. And then you get no, into exactly. it. Exactly. I was like, that sounds real simple. Sure. You know, and plus if you watch a couple of people do it, they always make it look real easy. But as you can see, this is the only thing I, I ever made. And I, <laughs> I mean, this took me probably an hour and a half sitting cramped with a Dremel vibrating in my hand. And I was like, this isn't going to work. I, I can't go in the house because I'm filthy. My hand hurts like crazy. This isn't what I was going for, yeah. you know, and you can see I actually sketched out a pattern on here. I was going to go for teeth yep. and gums and I had the idea already. I really wanted to make viscerally organic looking sculptures. I already had that in my mind, but it was going to be wood originally, you know, uh, and uh, it just, it, yeah, it wasn't working out. So <laughs> I actually went on, uh, went online and I was basically just Googling reference material, like just teeth and gums and things like that. And I found a couple of other sculptures from, other artists that were using what I now use, which is polymer clay. Okay. Yeah. So it's uh, it's clay. It's sculpting clay. Goes to traditional clay, which is a wet water based. It's wet clay. Uh, that stuff dries out if you leave it out. You know, this is a plastic based clay, which will only cure or harden if you bake it in an oven at at least two hundred and seventy five degrees. So it doesn't even have to go into a kiln, fortunately. Like ceramics, they've got to go in like at a thousand or whatever degrees. Right. And there's a chance that it will explode in the kiln and destroy that piece and everything else you put in with it in the kiln. Mm -hmm. and there's also a lot of limitations to how really you can make something look with ceramics as well so i really kind of just stumbled into this material this polymer clay but uh, i haven't looked back i i love it i use it for everything and um that's, that's fact, so, like seems to be the perfect material in terms of like you can yeah. pretty much solidify it at home in your home oven and it's right. flexible enough and fleshy enough to fit exactly what you were looking for here yeah exactly so i'm gonna show you this one's uh baked already but this is the a natural color of the sculpey it's this beige oh, wow. color already um so i worked it on there and then i you know i molded it to have these spikes and then i put a lot of texturing into it um this one still has yet to be painted it's one of my halloween pumpkin bongs cool which it's kind of oh, hard to see in the lighting but there that's oh wow with that oh that's really cool it's like jack's that's a little easier to see that's yeah, really so cool. this is uh, this is a Halloween pumpkin moment. It'll be orange and look like a real pumpkin when I'm done with it. And it's kind of uh, it's kind of funny how I made it. I actually used a real pumpkin to um, mold this guy. I carved a real pumpkin right at Halloween time and used my mold making materials. And so then I rotocast it so that it is hollow inside. And then while it's still soft and malleable, I open it up and put the the sour glass uh, bong inside of it and then seal huh. it all up. Yeah, so wow. this is solid, solid, solid resin on this piece here. Uh, this stuff is clay and still needs to be painted and sealed and then locked in with uh, the epoxy resin to make it glossy and shiny, which also serves to protect it better, too. 
I was going to say it probably does a hell of a job keeping that safe. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. I would say it's stronger than the glass, uh, but it's not as strong as plastic itself. The clay, though, that is the resin is as strong as hard, hard plastic. I mean, that stuff doesn't break. Um, but the clay does, and that's why I go the extra length to put the epoxy resin, which um, started out as protective, but because it's so glossy and I put it on there nice and thick, it makes the whole thing look like glass and just adds this extra like professional finish to it that, I don't know, man, it just really gives it that final look, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, it almost like a sheen too, like a sweat mm -hmm. to the flesh. Dude, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it just gives it that yucky, gooky, extra, <laughs> um, like on something like that, it really, really oh, brings wow. the, the slimy effect. I haven't seen the skull stuff yet. That's that's sick. Yeah, I've, I've got a couple of even cooler ones. There's one called the Beast Mode, which has ram horns coming off. Wow. And and it's also on one of the uh, the sour twists. Mm -hmm. Um and so it's it's that one's pretty gnarly. And then there's also the skull gasm, which is the similarly essentially the same thing, but no ram horns on it. Um, and then uh, if you look through my catalog, you'll see that I have a uh, moldy skull bag, which is, is exactly like this, but the skull has a zipper around it here and opens up. And cool. then inside of it is a brain pattern material liner. Wow. <laughs> yeah, uh, that one's been pretty popular, but uh, it takes so long that you know it kind of costs quite a bit. So I don't sell a ton of them, but People who get them, they love them, and they usually give them to you know that that lovely lady in their life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I gotta say they are like centerpieces that you could put out, and I mean, you could look past the, that they're bongs or like whatever they might be. Oh, yeah. They are just fucking sure. crazy sculptures. And yeah, sure. again, well, as a matter of fact, since you said that, let me reveal a uh, brand uh -oh. new piece uh -oh. just for you guys. American this is here. the Rick and Morty oh, twist. Dude, we oh, are big man. fans of Rick and Morty. Oh, my gosh. Love that show. I'm so happy they're back again. Not only do they have more seasons coming, but they finally picked up where they, you know, they stopped like right in the middle yeah. of this season. Yep. Um, but yeah, this was actually a commissioned from a customer who really wanted something Rick and Morty and <laughs> kind of psychedelic on the Sour Glass. So this was what I pieced together. I got that. Is Sour Sour's a company or? Yeah, Sour Glass is what uh, th this, you might actually recognize this as the original song. Yeah, okay. from like the 90s it's the same company but back in the day when the federal government decided to crack down on stoners by um fucking with the glass companies he got shut down um but he uh, he came back and is now known as sour glass oh okay yeah. i'll stop using so the zong word then. yeah so so <laughs> it is a zong but i refer to it what he calls it now it's a sour glass twist okay cool um that's what it is now but it's the same same guy same design same nice. same good stuff yeah he reached out to me uh, less than a year ago, I'd say now, and was like, "Hey, you want to work together? I'll send you a couple pieces. You do them up, and you keep two, and I'll and you send me back one." And I was like, "Sounds good, you know." And yeah. uh, that's actually this is the design that that first piece I made and sent to him looked like. It has cool. the eyes going around it on it, like this one with these gnarly uh, little spikes coming off of it, and then you know the blue veins you can see on there. And the little um, portholes so, into it too. That's yeah, some some windows so you can see your water levels and all that good stuff. And the, the bottoms are always open on these so you can see inside. Nice. Um, but yeah, that that's actually what it looked like. And I sent this back to him and he put it on his page and he had a really big response from people who follow him on Instagram and uh including uh the band Slightly Stupid. They wanted one for their uh, nice. their music studio. Yeah. 
So I've had some pretty cool opportunities come up uh, along the way here. And I've so been it was, doing this. So it was featured in one of their music videos, you said? No, no, not like that. He put it on his Instagram page after I sent it back to him. And okay. they responded to the Instagram page saying they really wanted to get one made for uh, their uh, music, for the recording studio. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Just to have so, it. Wow. That's pretty sick. Yeah. Just to kind of have it as a centerpiece uh, wherever they'd be shown. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Yeah. So some cool opportunities like that have come up since I started doing this and I've been doing it now for just under five years. I'm coming up on five years sometime around June or, or August, maybe. I think okay. When I, yeah. So it'll be about my five-year anniversary doing this. And during that time, I think that within the first year, was when Miley Cyrus reached out to me uh, on Instagram directly. Wow. And I was like blown away, but she actually asked me to, she commissioned me for a custom cell phone case, um, which she gave as a gift to Wayne Coyne of the Flaming Lips. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. That was, that was one of the the first wow moments. Uh, It was like, Somebody somebody sent me a, a message on uh, Instagram saying like, "Holy shit, Miley Cyrus is following you now!" And I didn't even know who that person was, and I was like, "What, really?" So I go and look, and sure enough, and then maybe an hour or like a next day or something like that, she sent me a direct message. It was like, "Hey, you, you make cool shit. I really want to get something." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> <laughs> sure. What the way? Any, anything? What do you want?" <laughs> yeah, and she was like, "Yeah, well, I uh, really want to get you know Wayne Coin from the Flaming Lips, one of your phone cases." And then uh, that was all she really said. And but you know, I was already making things looking somewhat like this, so I kind of got the idea what she might want. So what I did was I actually looked at a uh, an image from Google of Wayne Coyne going like this, like, oh wow! I made a copy of his teeth, his tongue, and and it looked almost identical to how his teeth. He's got a couple crooked teeth, and cool. Uh, I made it. I made it match his face, basically, just just from the nose to the chin, basically. Right. This part. But that's um, so badass. That's like yeah, uh, yeah. A personalized fucking flesh mold for, yes. for your phone <laughs> a fle- yeah <laughs> exactly not so that I kind said, not the kind you were I, just thinking right. of. <laughs> although i have had requests let me tell you oh, <laughs> oh god uh, but uh i i ended up sending that to her down there in la and she gave it to him as a gift and then he uh, posted a picture of him and his girlfriend holding it up and uh doing like a selfie in the mirror kind of thing that's awesome. um, so that was, that was the first real big victory. The next one was I got invited to be on a little show in the Bay Area called the Circus of Chaos. It was a local access show featuring talent from all over, really. Um, but uh, yeah, that guy, he uh, he saw my stuff on Insta, reached out, invited me to come to the Bay Area. I just moved away from the Bay Area, so I'm pretty familiar with it already. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lived in Dublin, Pleasanton for a while. Right, right. Matter of fact, I worked at the Lowe's in Dublin. Shout out to the Okay, Lowe's there you go. Dublin right off of uh, 680 for, over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> the one. I worked there as a manager for about five years before moving back here to the Central Coast, uh, Pittsburgh Beach area. Um, but yeah, so went up there, did the show, and that was so much fun because it was, it was in the local access like TV studio. So it's a legit studio. Um, and, you know, it, it's all kind of like put together by how, whoever rents the, the studio, I guess. Um, but that was cool. That was like the first like showbiz kind of eye-opening experience uh, for me. Um, and, and it wasn't like it's a, it was, it had a huge reach, but it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, but after that, the, one of my local newspapers reached out and did an article about my work. And then after that, Netflix reached out to me, Warner brothers <laughs> reached out to me wow. and they were like, Hey, we're making this new stoner show on Netflix starring Kathy Bates. 
and it's going to take place in yep. a medical marijuana shop in Colorado, and we want to have one of your bongs in the show. Oh, and wow, I was really? like, wow. I said, I am absolutely down. So they commissioned me for the first ever yuck mouth bongs, what I call it. And uh, it's it's just a straight beaker with a face on it. Uh, I don't have any made right now, so I could show you that. But uh, so it's that's yeah. in that first episode of Disjointed on Netflix. It's in the stuff? second season, actually. Okay. Yeah, they 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 reached out to me before the first season came out, but I didn't. I don't think they found a, the right placing for it in that season. <laughs> They're like, we're and, gonna uh, find a place for this fucking bong, though. <laughs> well, I never heard back from them again after I shipped it off. So I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Damn, <laughs> I told everybody. I was like, I made this. Thing. I got these one of the producers like, I gotta get one of those bongs, dude. How do I not pay uh, for it? But, yeah, <laughs> maybe so, it was Kathy Bates. She she scammed you. Probably swiped it, yeah. And then somebody was like, "Where'd that thing go? We had something for the show around somewhere." <laughs> I don't know. No, um, but then I, the second season came out, and I had already given up completely. I didn't even know the second season was out. And then somebody sent me a message and was like, "Oh, I just saw one of your bongs and just joined it." I was like, "You must be mistaken. <laughs> they didn't use my bong and just joined it." And then uh, he's like, "No, no, season two, episode seven. There's this really funny commercial." kind of like midway through the show where you know they make fun of commercials in that show yeah and it's like uh it's making fun of the classic waking up with Folgers in your cup it's like waking up with Toklers in your bong <laughs> and so this kid like comes home for Christmas and he smokes a bong load first thing in the morning with his grandma and the old lady is the one using the moldy bong it's a, oh that's funny it's classic it's classic um I do have it on my YouTube channel just that clip it uh moldy creations YouTube Oh, uh, so you can find that if you want to just isolate that and not try and hunt it down on uh, Netflix. The show itself was silly, but honestly, I thought it misrepresented stoners. It was kind of more stupid. That's how I felt. Yeah. I mean, it, it felt like it was trying to bridge a gap between actual stoners and like some fa a family like who watches folk. a sitcom. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Especially with the uh, hard mark, the, mark to hit, you know? Yeah. There was those two in the shows like, uh, dabby and something i don't even know so <laughs> i didn't watch that many episodes to be yeah honest. yeah i, I, I watched closely i was like okay any minute now that fucking moldy bombs gonna yeah. pop up on screen it's all gonna be worth yeah. it <laughs> no no and then they canceled the show after the second season so it's not coming back well at least but, uh, i made it on yeah it's i did find there. out I did find out what happened to the bong um a a hollywood uh medical shop posted it on their instagram and they tagged me and then i was like oh shit it's the original you know yuck mouth and he was like oh awesome i got you know you, you basically confirmed it that it's real and i was like oh it's definitely real and then uh he said that a, a customer who was a big fan of the show came in and bought it and keeps it at home behind glass so that's pretty cool to me that's good to know it made its way to a good home yeah dude, you did. made a movie prop that's like that's yeah. crazy you're like yeah, yeah exactly cool dude or warner brothers and i didn't even solicit it they literally reached out to me out of the blue uh just one day randomly i mean i couldn't i couldn't have planned it if i wanted to that's <laughs> badass dude i was gonna say with your art dude it's so intricate and whatnot have you ever thought about getting into like you know any type of practical effects since it is something you're like into because yeah. i mean you would fit perfectly with like any horror today because that's coming back the practical wave is coming back right. big time especially in uh, indie uh, yeah I, uh, definitely, I like it dude uh some there's some people on instagram who are definitely uh doing that kind of like themselves already um sig newton i don't know if you're familiar with him he mm -hmm. was one of the uh he was in uh the sci-fi channels face off i follow him on instagram i love his work just like what you're saying he's doing that kind of thing um but yeah that's something i'm interested in but that's I'm 100% self-taught. Everything that you see here, 
I figured it out myself. I just sat down with the material and put the hours in literally every single day since I've started. I mean, I've missed maybe one or two when we've gone on some vacations, but I had been working on this every single day, (laughs) honing, you know, honing my skills. Uh, So this is stuff that I figured out alone. All that stuff that you're kind of talking about, I feel like that's like a, you know, you got to take some classes, you got to get some some guidance. Well, I mean, the dude is kind of there behind you. If you can yeah. teach yourself that, you could teach yourself. Imagine, sure. yeah. Imagine working alongside yeah. the, the those people that already you know have that knowledge. You, sure. You, well, I always thought it in the back of my mind a lot from others. Yeah, it's always been in the back of my mind that if this uh, if multicreations.com doesn't pan out, or for some reason business just comes to a stop, I was I've always kind of held out hope that this could lead me to the next big thing. You know, this could maybe get me into a Hollywood practical effects studio. Um, like Studio ADI, who made all the stuff for Aliens and Predators and Alien versus Predator, tons of other stuff too. You know, things yeah. like that. One of oh, those, yeah. one of those awesome name, big name studios. If this was my resume that got me in, I wouldn't be disappointed. You know, that I mean, that's the all you can ask for is to turn a passion like that into you yeah. know. I mean, clearly there's so much here that shows that you know you have to be a pretty driven person to have. I mean, I, I am literally the sole person here. I am all behind the the business side of it the social media. I am the shipping manager. I am the sculptor. I am the painter. I'm the, you know, the glosser. I do latex, resin, uh, clay. Uh, I mean, in, in, again, I had to figure it out on my own. So, I mean, if somebody in, in Hollywood catches wind, I, I yeah, let's do it. <laughs> there you go. I mean, you're already on Miley's radar. So, well, not anymore. Matter of fact, that that was on my original uh, movie creations Instagram, which was banned. Unfortunately, Ooh, I was how'd that happen? Man, I was this close from hitting one hundred thousand followers. I had the account for two years, and that was yeah, that was the account Miley Cyrus reached out to me and was following, and even some other random like uh, the actor who plays the Teen Wolf on Fox was randomly you know things like this some random stuff like that yeah but uh i was making pop sockets for cell phones you know the little thing goes on the back to help you hold the phone yeah i saw some of your eyeball ones on the uh yeah well yeah that's exactly it i put i put like a realistic eyeball basically on a pop socket and then uh the real pop sockets company caught wind of it somehow uh and started spamming my account with copyright infringement anytime i would post an image of one and it was like I, I can I like the first time it happened, I, you know, I posted a picture and I think I even called it a, a moldy pop socket. So, okay, fine. I used the, I used their name, right? Mm-hmm. It got removed. And I had a warning sent to me saying that you did a copyright infringement boo-boo and they don't even tell you what post you made, who complaining, what you did wrong. All they say is we were, we have removed a post that violated the terms of service. So then I, it's up to me to figure out what got removed. Yep. You know what I mean? Uh, and so detective I noticed that at was, that point. Yeah, exactly. So then I'm like, okay, it must have been the pop socket one that's gone now. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe if I change the name, so I call it a moldy eye socket, because how can you copyright eye socket, right? Uh, And then that one got removed. And then I was like, wow, what the fuck? So then I tried one last time. And this time it wasn't even a post that was promoting them as for sale in my shop. I gave one away as a prize for reaching, you know, 92,000, 98,000 plus, something like that, you know? Yep. And uh, I said, congratulations at so-and-so, you've won a, this as a multicreations.com prize. That post got removed. And then I had an email that said, you are no longer allowed to use Instagram. <sighs> so three strikes and I was out, you know? And I mean, 
I guess shame on me for trying to figure out what the fuck I did wrong and trying to work within the or around the parameters or oh man you know but th- there was really there was no way I was going to win because first of all pop sockets has like 400,000 followers they probably pay thousands of dollars in actual money to advertise on Instagram and they went through the effort of filing for the copyright infringement which I looked into you actually have to submit pi- paperwork from a lawyer you can't just frivolously go on Instagram and report somebody for copyright infringement you do have to submit paperwork so they really went the extra mile Instagram greased the squeaky wheel never even asked my opinion or what or said hey you shouldn't or you know I, I just I kind of felt like I got dicked on that one a little Steam bit but, yeah for sure yeah and and the real kick in the ass I was on my way down to Los Angeles for my biggest show I do I do shows on occasion I was going to Monster Palooza Los Angeles and I was, I was not even on the freeway yet. And my wife calls and goes, honey, I can't find your Instagram account. I'm trying to look at you know, your thing. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I had just read this crazy story the day before of some girl getting banned. And she didn't know why either. And she, had, she actually went on the news and was like petitioning to try and get her account back. Holy uh, shit. Which I was not willing to try to go through because that's crazy. Um, <laughs> but shit. fortunately, because I was on my way to L.A., and going to a show, I was able to basically in person tell everybody, hey, yeah, we got banned. Here's the new account. You know, I was at Moldy Creations, now I'm Moldy Dot Creations. I was able to kind of find something really similar. Not that far off, yep. Yeah, not too far off. That way, if anybody starts looking for M O L D Y or whatever, it's just gonna come up again. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so I did gain from that weekend a nice five thousand follower head start nice. on my new account. I mean, um, but here it, I am. It sucks that it's a fraction of what you had, but honestly, that's yeah. probably going to an in-person thing right after that happened was probably the best possible way yeah. to get those. It was it was back. kind of a blessing because because you know you got to think like when I when I've transitioned into doing this full time, I did it slowly. I was doing construction full time. I was doing this as a part time hobby until my social media Instagram had passed over 50,000 followers. That was when I was able to make enough sales. I made a sale every day at that point, essentially. Nice. And I was able to pay all the bills and, you know, make more money than I was doing construction and then now put all my attention into this. Uh, so that didn't happen now that I started a brand new account and I had maybe a 5,000 head, you know, start. But there were people who still knew I had a website. I did still, fortunately, have sales trickle in. But for about two or three months, I did have to go back to construction uh, part-time to fill in fill in the gaps which fortunately i still had people out there Uh, i worked for property management so they they have a lot of properties that need upkeep and uh they can always use a hand with that you know so fortunately i have not burned any bridges (laughs) right right and that's that's some good advice don't burn bridges (laughs) that's that's a really important lesson for sure yeah i i had to learn that one for sure i've definitely burned a couple and uh bit me in the ass later you know but (laughs) Don't burn bridges. Yeah. You never know. You're going to have to come back and be like, I'm so sorry. So, so you said you've been doing it for about five years now? Yeah. Um, yeah you've, so seeing a couple of seasons, do you notice an uptick around, say, I would imagine like Halloween is probably more of a you know holiday for people? You would think, but no. Halloween no? is oh, not. Wow. Is not, No, it's not the, the busy time. Um, it seems to be right after yeah, it seems like people are more interested in getting Christmas gifts um, because with Halloween, you're not so much buying gifts. And I don't really make props that you put in the front yard so much. Mm. Um, I do get some, you know, people going like, oh, I'm having a Halloween party. Can I get X, Y, Z? Um, so it does happen. But 
the big uptick is actually November to December, I think. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I would Christmas love to gifts. unwrap one of those beasts. From yeah, that's what I always say. You know, hey, if it doesn't float your boat, you probably know somebody who would really like one as a gift. <laughs> yeah. So somebody always knows somebody quirky who's into Halloween year round, you know. And even but, if you're uh, not a smoker, there's plenty of things in terms of yeah. phone cases. Yeah, the absolutely. Masks, the posters. Um, it's funny because uh, the bongs were not the first thing I made. The first thing I think I ever made was a flower pot. <laughs> oh, nice. I think I took just a little, a tiny little terracotta pot. I put an eye on it, you know, oh, that's just, cool. to, just to see if I could do it. You know, can I make an eyeball? Can I make teeth look real? You know, and there was a lot of trial and error and practice, practice every day. And, uh, you know, and, and then when I finally did get around to making bongs, I was still learning my own technique. So it would take me a full day to sculpt one bong. And now I can sit down and I can sculpt six to 10 in one day. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And then the next day I would paint it. And then probably the day after that, I would gloss it. So three days probably to do about 10 of them. If wow. that's, that's, that's like a, that's like a 10 hour day though. You know, um, I, I work uh, all day and, and into the night. I'm just, I don't know. I'm not a workaholic, but I'm very like focused uh, is the best way I could put it. You know, are you listening to podcasts or anything while you're yeah while you're yeah I'm checking out the podcast uh, i saw you guys had the guy who played art the clown that was pretty nice. oh yeah yeah um but yeah I, I sit around i listen to joe rogan's podcast and i've nice. pretty much seen absolutely everything on netflix and almost everything on amazon prime and there you go Do you uh, have like a little workshop like uh, it, within your house yeah i just work out of a spare bedroom actually i have cool. a, a really nice big desk that my dad left me um that I sit at and I got my computer in front of me so I can, you know, cruise the web or watch some shows or nice. uh, check out some how to's sharpen some skills. That's awesome. Uh, dude. Yeah. But we have a uh, child number two on the way. So I'm actually about to transition out of the house because we need that room now. Mm. <laughs> so, so you're thinking of having your own like studio space somewhere else rented. I'm actually in a shed in my backyard right now. I have oh. a really, uh, really large shed uh, that we used to grow weed in, but now we just grow outside. So <laughs> perfect. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. It's a good Dude. size. Sheds you are the see, like thing it's only, today. It's about half of it. There's another half okay. that goes over there. Yeah. Nice. Everybody's yeah, getting so. into sheds. Like I, I'm an eBay reseller. <laughs> I'm seeing eBay resellers buying sheds to just houses. They're little mini warehouses. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Studios. Who try to put a bed in it and rent it out for two thousand dollars. Oh god. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Mad podcasters buy sheds now to do studio. I know musicians that, that are doing sense. it. Like it's for sure. Dude, I mean, Mark Maron did his, his from his garage. That so. low overhead, you know, keep it the that overhead as low as possible. Um, because yeah, again, I'm gonna be right in my backyard. My wife and my kids are right there, and I can pop in for snacks and hang out, play with them for a few minutes, get right back to work. You know, it's I, an easy commute for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Even yeah, if you I had an office. It. Let me tell you, I commuted. <laughs> I commuted in the Bay area, man. Let me tell you. Even if you had an office that size, I mean, you're talking a couple hundred dollars a month. You know, it's that up cost, you know, things that are. Well, I think, yeah. I was looking at a building that was about four times the size and it was going to be 600 bucks roughly a month. Yeah. Um, you know, but that's just 600 bucks more a month that I mm -hmm. now don't have to spend. So yeah in the pocket yeah no, it totally. can go it can go back into the business you know um buying more materials or buying new materials i'm always trying to figure out okay which direction should i go next right now i'm trying to figure out should i start exploring the world of silicone which is crazy that's a whole other you know thing to just learn. work like working with it as a medium you're saying yeah exactly because um what you would normally do if you're going to work with uh silicone is you would sculpt something out of clay and then you make a mold but then when you're pouring stuff in your mold, now you're pouring silicone. 
And then when you get the silicone out, now you have a silicone version of whatever you sculpted, but you can only paint silicone with silicone paint. And also nothing sticks to silicone except still silicone. So you, I wouldn't be able to put the resin that I use for the glossy okay. effects. Yeah. I don't know how I would make an eyeball work in that kind of medium either because of there's no stick function. You know, it's, it's tricky. Normally when somebody makes something that's like a silicone head, they've made resin eyeballs that go behind the silicone and then it's uh, backfilled with like a foam yep. to keep everything intact and in place. And then uh, those aren't functional. They're, they're once again, you're back to do not touch. So, <laughs> mm, yeah. But, Sounds um, a lot, yeah, kind of a new obstacles to overcome. Yeah, that's why normally when you see things with silicone, there's no eyeballs involved. Uh, it, you, you get maybe some teeth and the fleshy look, and that's, that's where it ends, or somebody's punched hair in it as well. Mm. Um, and that's another thing I want to get into is learning how to punch hair. Um, I, do, I, do make, um, I do make some Halloween masks of my own. This is one of my, oh, cool. one of my zombie masks with the functioning jaw. And it just oh, functions wow. because it's 100% latex. So just by making it, uh, by cutting it, it does fit on the jaw well enough to move with your mouth. Cool. Uh, but again, latex, no, no eyes on, on these. But you do see latex masks where the eye is sculpted in um, and then hand painted. Um, so I could do that, I suppose. But, uh, and then this one's the COVID map. <laughs> are these ones all for sale or are these like commissioned for other people? Uh, that happens too. But normally when somebody commissions me for something like the Rick and Morty piece, once mm -hmm. I've done one and I've taken a lot of photos, I'm going to add it to the website basically now as an option to purchase. Uh, because if you do go to multicreations.com, nothing on the website is sitting here ready to go. This stuff here is here because it was, I'm going to ship it tomorrow or it was made for one of the shows I go to. So they're uh, all normally made, basically custom yeah, made to order. order. Yeah, yeah, made to order. Unique too. yeah, exactly. That way you get to choose eye color. You get to choose, uh, you can mix and match some of the details or add some, you know, some drool, uh, <laughs> add some green slime to it. Damn. Yeah. Dude, that one is my favorite. I think dude. that is so gnarly. That has you written all over it, Matt. Rick and Morty, <laughs> I got these big pussy, Those drippy things, you know? Yep. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, if you want to change things up, that's an option because I have a media, and people really enjoy that. They understand that it's going to take about six weeks before it's going to be shipped to their house. But, but it's uh, going to be something that they love forever. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. That's I, I, Once in a while, people ask me to autograph it, and you know, I know that those people are really going to take care of it. And then I get, I definitely get people who don't take care of it, and they're like, hey, man, you know, I'm like, you know, it's art, it's functional art, but you still have to keep in mind that I wouldn't pass it around at a party, you know? <laughs> you dropped this in the parking lot and it broke, bro. Yeah, yeah. You trust everyone in that smoking circle. Cause <laughs> yeah, man. Have a couple beers, next thing you know, you got a party foul and uh, Jessica can't come over anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I would suggest to anyone who has that to never hand it to me because I am fucking yeah. terrible. Yeah, Dude, but as soon as I saw that table, I was like, "Oh, you can't get anywhere near it." <laughs> yeah. I, 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 you know how I look always, at things. You say, "You I'm say always, don't touch," but I have to put my hands behind my back. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I get that at the shows. Uh, I'm always sweating bullets at the shows, standing behind a table, and it's laid out like this. Oh God! I have my big lamps up here, you know, and uh, they're always going off, and people are like, uh, "Oh man, I really want to touch." And I'm like, "Well, go for it." And they're like, "No way, man! I don't trust myself." I'm like, "Well, then I respect that." <laughs> right. <laughs> right. No. no, you haven't had any disasters yet, though, right? Yeah. No, no, no I, I have had people drop stuff, but nothing oh. is broken. 
Oh, so it's okay. just a testament to the the quality. I'm like, hey, you didn't break it. Now you got to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> so if these slackers that, that are listening want to, you know, do a custom order and stuff, where do they find yeah. you? What are what are the? Uh, I actually um, I respond to every direct message that I get either through Facebook or Instagram. So either way is best. Uh, I, I like Instagram. I think a little bit better. Um, I have the notifications turned off. So like, as I check it occasionally throughout the day, I can get to some of the questions and, nice. uh, you know, see if it's, you know, cause I actually, uh, just got hit up for a custom carnage bong. I'm going to be doing my first carnage related cool. bong. Oh, I need or if to you've see seen that. the, if you've seen the venom bong, that one was really popular. Yeah. So carnage, I'm, I'm not surprised, cool. especially I'm, was that around the time that the venom movie was coming out and everything? It was. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I just sold a venom, um, lemon, piece too where basically like the the base down here is a big venom head and then going all the way up here is just black symbiote like goop looking stuff damn that's awesome yeah that piece was so cool it came out so great and i just sold that one um but yeah i've always got some custom pieces i'm working on i'm trying to think uh somebody else just hit me up for something oh a freddy krueger piece somebody asked me about today sweet um, which it's something i've thought about like most of the stuff that people suggest is something i've thought about but Right now, I have 100 orders that I have yet to make. Wow. So it, it doesn't leave me a lot of free time to make new items. So the best way to see something new is to commission it, because then I'm definitely going to make it. You know, right. the Carnage the carnage Bong was one I've been wanting to make. But again, like I'm so busy, there's not a lot of downtime. Uh, so somebody hit me up, had the idea. I said, that's something I want to do. I just have another time. Like, okay, well, I'll do it. I'll, let's do it. And he ordered it. So it's going to get made now. Nice. So my dreams of a puppet master bong could come to fruition. It's all possible. Yeah, you should check out the uh, you should check out the moldy box. It's my version of a Jack in the Box. It actually plays Pop Goes the Weasel, and there's an insane oh, cool. clown that pops out with a knife, and you can peel back his hat, and there's brains exposed. And, <laughs> you know, I, I forget how many things I've made at this point. It's over two hundred different items at this point. I mean, license plate frames, even wallets. Damn. Um, Gosh, uh, uh, oh, even things like uh, I do. I do make sometimes, you know, just stuff that sits on a shelf. Uh, this is just my uh, little my beer Guinness koozie. Beer can. I finished drinking a Guinness beer can one night, and I was like, "I'm gonna turn this fucker into something." <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you can see, it, it's not a can koozie because you can right. It goes it's actually hollow. Back. Yeah. So I cut open the can, uh, filled it up with some um, aluminum foil. That's that's usually the the best material for filling spaces when working with clay because you just melt it down no no you just crumple it up into a ball oh okay gotcha gotcha <laughs> yeah, it doesn't it yeah. doesn't melt yeah no it don't melt it's uh it's 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 perfect for filling in spaces because with clay with most types of clay you can't put it on thicker than about a quarter of an inch because it'll crack oh, so, so if crazy. you if you put and it, it gets thicker, really heavy i would imagine but foil well, yeah are... that too yeah so i mean something like this uh you know already the glass is going to weigh a little bit i added at least one pound to this piece by putting oh. my my art on it basically yeah. but at towards the bottom right it's more bottom uh, heavy than top heavy yeah it's more bottom heavy than top <laughs> heavy it's all it's all covered i do try to make sure that going up towards the top that it's uh, thinner i don't i don't put chunks you know right um but yeah it definitely doesn't have any issues with not toppling over especially with such a flat bottom on it right dude i think you could but fight a burglar it. with that thing and it would take a hit after <laughs> i bet not gonna break. i bet yeah <laughs> especially or, or, with the spikes uh i have uh i just made some moldy pistol grips for i actually have a 1911 
Nice. So Holy like, shit. I got to see. I was like looking at wild. my grips and I was like, you know, those come off so easily. I could easily sculpt something with that. You know, so I made one like just solid black with a big like dragon eye on it. Uh, well, so our, Patri- our Patreon uh, slackers will get a get a look at that one. Everyone else will have to wait. <laughs> right on. <laughs> Well, this, yeah. this has been awesome, man. Um, let's let's get your plugs out there so that everyone knows sure. where to get at you. Well, uh, so Instagram is at moldy.creations, uh, Facebook, Moldy Creations, YouTube, Moldy Creations. I've got some how-tos. Uh, I've been working on some tutorials, trying to get my YouTube presence built up so that maybe I can make a little bit more passive income because right now I work for every single dollar. Mm. Um, dude, time lapse uh, that shit. You, you time yeah. Oh, dude, I, I would watch every one. So well, check it out. There's, there is a couple of those on there currently. Um, nice. And uh, I think apart from that, I don't have other things to plug, but uh, my shows have almost all been canceled. So far, I'm still on for Son of Monster Palooza, which takes place in Burbank, and that will be in September. Okay. Uh, so if you guys are in the Los Angeles area, check out uh, Son of Monster Palooza. This will be my first time at Son of Monster Palooza. I've always gone to Monster Palooza, which is the big event. This one's a, kind of a little bit of a smaller event. Um, Monster Blues is in Pasadena, so this one's in Burbank, a little just down the way a little bit more. But um, but yeah, so that's still on as far as uh, as far as I know, and uh, hopefully it won't get canceled. Awesome, yeah, that's great, man. Well, people, check out his pieces. I have a feeling the prices are just going to go up the busier this man gets. So <laughs> just get did. your hands on one. They just did. So. Uh, okay. See what I'm saying? Get on it. I feel it. I yeah. feel it in the air, man. And I the love man. your pieces. I gotta take a look because I feel like I'm gonna have to order something. This is just a wild selection you have. Um, maybe Appreciate big. It. Have you ever done a Bigfoot? We'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah. After. We'll talk after. All right. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, a, for tuning in. Bigfoot uh, beer koozie because there was a guy with a Sasquatch related themed company. Nice. So. Okay. All right. Now you're talking. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for tuning in or watching whatever you're doing. Hey. Uh, Catch me, MWG Media, on Instagram, Matty G from HP on Xbox Live, if you want to catch these hands. And you can follow me at Landers the Plane. Joe, thank you for coming on again, man. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Good talking to you. Yeah, man. And until next time, that's it. There you go. We're smoking America. America. We're passing America. I'm mapping America. America. I'm psyching America. America. We're talking America. America. We're blazing America. 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 We're second America. This has been American Slacker Podcast. You can reach the show by searching American Slacker on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Reddit. Or send them an email to American Slacker Podcast at gmail.com. You can download and rate American Slacker on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and all other podcast platforms. Visit the show's website, aspodcast.com, where you will find every episode, official merchandise, and links to their Patreon if you would like to support American Slacker. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Think about the second set of passing. Man, I gotta go and get it, grab it. Why you gotta go and neck a savage? Smoking weed, I gotta feed the habit. Now I'm on some other shit. Things that I gotta go get. Medical all on my slip. You falling like dominoes, bitch. Stuck in my ways, fucking high days, fucking sideways in the driveway. We smoking America, America. We passing the passing I'm mapping America, America. I'm second America, America. We talking America, America. We blazing America. This is fucking America, America. We second America. We second America, America.